Hello, I'm Julian Gullam of Aprio Strategic Communications. Welcome to the next edition of the Aprio Voice. In this episode, Alan Argyle speaks to our in-house equities analyst, Troy Brady. Troy began his career at Gencore as a minerals economist. In 1995, he ventured into stockbroking, working as a commodities and mining analyst until 2008. He joined Lonman Platinum in August 2008 as a senior manager responsible for market analysis and since 2013 has worked as a consultant sell-side analyst. He currently produces daily and weekly market research reports for several Apio clients, including Deskem, Netcare, Bidvest and ArcelorMittal South Africa. Now let me hand you over to Alan and Troy and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi Troy, welcome to the Aprio Sound Booth. Hi Alan, thank you very much. So Troy, you've been producing, amongst other things, weekly reports for clients containing a number of financial indicators. What are these reports all about? What are they tracking and what is their value? Yeah, Alan, I think the, the brief when we started off is to present something to top management and investor relations um, people at these companies that is very brief. So the idea was to keep it as short as possible, five minutes at most. But um, And it's to put the most pertinent information of that company's uh, share and the, the analysts, what the analysts are saying about the company, to get as much as, of that as possible into a page or two. So what we're trying to show is the share price movement of this company over a week relative to its peers. And also we show the volume traded, the value traded, um, we convert those into dollars if we have um, international companies on there as well, so that you can uh, compare different sizes of, of these companies. Price earnings ratios, market capitalization. So these are all the sort of things that, um, that people will use to track uh, companies. Then we also do analyst expectations in terms of earnings revisions and their recommendations. We put a few paragraphs in there of whatever is pertinent in, in the world, in the industry. So I would then scour all the news articles, the sense announcements, those sort of things, and try to figure out what is important this week. What has moved a share price or what is, um, what is moving an industry potentially? And I think the value for a CEO, these are typically very competitive people, the top management of companies. And they like to know where they stand relative to their peers and even their own company, how their own performance is, is doing. And this keeps it, not that they don't know these things, but it's just a nice update for them and also to, uh, to show them relative to, to the other guys. So Troy, what, what are the values in these comparisons you do in your weekly and monthly reports between international and local? What tangible value can a CEO get out of that? Well, South Africa is, is both unique and similar to, to overseas markets. Um, we used to be more unique 15, 20 years ago when uh, we had a very strong mining sector and also we were not as exposed or involved in other stock markets. But over the years, our companies have become more dual listed or they have operations in other countries. So they've become very internationalized. So in a way, South Africa is losing in a, its, its uniqueness. But there are still a few things that make us very unique. Um, we, for example, have an evolving mining charter, which are making some people very nervous. It's lots of uncertainty, but at the same time, it creates wonderful opportunities. You know, if you can get your timing right, you can, you can, you can utilize that. We're still an emerging market. That's not so unique on its own, but we're one of the largest um, emerging markets. 
that creates opportunity for investors. So you very often see that when there's um, overseas investors talk about this thing called risk on and risk off. And um, because we're such a liquid market and such a large market, this is where you see the selling happening first, if, if it's um, risk on, or the buying when it's risk off. So, so Africa is actually a very good barometer for what's happening in emerging markets. And I think that is a part of its uniqueness. Then I think people also forget that South Africa is a very old and very sophisticated market. Our market is more than 100 years old. And um, it's evolved since the days of the, the gold mining rush. And it's um, it's been evolving since then. It's very largely based on relationships, so a case of not what you know, who, who you know. So um, I think it still has a few unique characteristics. You've referenced a number of indicators in those reports. Some of them, as you've alluded to, fairly easy to access. Others, quite complex. How do you go about sourcing and accessing this information? Yeah, so we've got a, a package called IRES. It's, uh, it used to be called iGraph. They were taken over by an Australian company. So we pull most of our data from, from this, um, this company. But then you also have to manipulate it and to, prov- and to put it into a, a format that's very easy to, um, to assimilate. So, for example, we use a lot of graphs and a lot of tables and also a lot of colors and bold lines so that everything jump out at you at, at a glance. And the relationship with strategic communications, do they complement each other, your reports and the kind of communication responses? How, how do they interlink? So what I would do is I would try to keep my eye on anomalies, anything that, that jumps out that's, that's either very different from the previous week or that's just unusual. Um, for example, we had a very high um, increase in volume traded and value traded um, in a company. And I would then alert the account manager of that because very often what you find is that there's some kind of a rumor in the market that's moving the share price and, and sometimes the company doesn't even know about it or or they do know about it but they don't know exactly what the impact is. So we can uh, we can triangulate with, with this method and then the account manager can discuss with the company do they need to, to produce a sense report or have some kind of communication just clarifying things for the market. Then other things that we do, uh, for example, you can measure the effectiveness of communication if we put out a sense announcement, we can almost see immediately what effect that has. We had that the other day. The share price was going down, and we released the sense report, and it immediately moved that, that, that share price to a higher level. So it was quite gratifying, actually, to see that. And uh, so we can use this process, this weekly uh, report process or the monitoring, to measure our, our communication effectiveness. Often you'll hear CFOs, CEOs say, we'll take care of the business, the share price will take care of itself. Is there value in monitoring on a weekly basis? And is there something you can be doing as C-suite in response to fluctuations? Yeah, I don't think there's anything we can do about share prices. They will go where they go. The market, there's always somebody out there that knows something that you don't. Based on rational reasons? 90% of the time, yes. Um, I think 10% of the time, people panic or they become euphoric and it's this sort of greed and fear effect. So you'd see share prices running further than they should in, in good times and, you, and they fall further than they should in, in bad times. And there's not much a company CEO can do about that. But um, I think it's, it's healthy for them to, to stay in touch with what's happening. If there is a sudden jump or a, or a drop in the price, 
they they definitely have to be, be aware of that and um, put out some form of communication. And finally, any plans to to expand, to add, to make it an even more compelling product? Definitely. So this is the, this is an evolutionary product, a living product. Um, every time I get feedback from a client, we try to adapt the report for that and maybe even build it into the other reports. So this hopefully it gets better and, and, and more informative all the time. More recently, what we started to do, and this is where the third page is coming in, we have started to do a shareholder uh, analysis. So, for example, we would take one month, the, share, the top 10 or the top 20 shareholders in the company for a month versus the, the previous month. And that will then show you what kind of um, funds have been selling this stock, which funds have been buying this stock. We will, I think this will evolve into shareholder profiling. We will then be able to say the hedge funds, for example, are exiting the stock and the long-term growth funds are, are coming in. We can then help our, our client companies by tailoring what sort of shareholder they want and what sort of shareholder they don't want. If you want a long-term stable shareholder, then maybe get rid of the some of the smaller funds and get the bigger ones in. I'm not sure if it's that easy to, to manage that, but certainly one can, one can try. There we have it. Thanks for sharing with us. Thank you very much. Thank you.